When do you join the force? In uh, in uh, January of '95. So what's this? Uh, nine years and counting. And your well, force. Then you go to the academy. Yep. And then your first assignment is in uh, some projects. In the housing projects in the uh, South yeah. Bronx. Let's talk about the academy first, though. What was that like for you? It was uh, it was strange. I mean, it's sort of a cross between kindergarten and boot camp. I <laughs> mean, they have lanes painted in the hallways, so. I guess so you don't bump into each other. There's an upstairs case and a downstairs case, and you've got this gray shirt and this Cub Scout hat. And uh, it's it's just strange. I mean, I was 30 when I became a cop, so it's, I don't think even when I was a kid I was uh, yelled at so much for my shoe shine and my haircut and, and all that all that stuff. They yell at you the way they do in Marine Booth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Same deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I had... Uh, and I, you know, I, I didn't want to... Uh, uh, you know, broadcast where I went to school, uh, and so yeah, I had to fill out these background questionnaires for each of the classes. You know, where you in the mm -hmm. army? Can you drive a truck? Do you speak any languages? Where do you go to school and where? And so I wrote in this kind of cramped scribble, Howard, just to, you know, why why uh, why you call attention to yourself? And I almost got away with it. It was it was a couple of weeks in before uh, Sergeant Solosky just interrupted the middle of the class and he says, Conlon, there's some kind of rumor going around that you went to Harvard. And I said, not lately, Sarge. So I threw him off the track for a little <laughs> bit. Uh, but I took him outside after the class and, and said, uh, you know, it is true, I went there, Sarge. And he pats me on the back and said, it's nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> Something to be ashamed of, considering what goes on at Harvard these days, uh, most of the elite universities. Yeah, well, I sent it to Moynihan said, uh, Harvard men are to be checked and Fordham men are do, to do the checking. So. Yeah. And Senator Moynihan was a Harvard professor. He was. Before, so he, we went, yeah. before he went to to work for Nixon in the White House and then yeah. later to the Senate. Um, how long did they keep you in the academy? Just about six, six months. Six, six months. months. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. played around with it you know, afterwards. They'd put you on the street for a couple of uh -huh. months then take you in for uh, tests. But that's, that's a little cruel and unusual. So let's take you to the first week on on the beat within those projects in the South Bronx. I mean, from the from literally my first steps on patrol, I walked out of the precinct, and you know, me and a couple of other cops, and and somebody yells out, "There's a new sheriff in town!" And we're a little proud of ourselves, thinking about mm -hmm. uh, they recognize us right away. And we look around, and we see this. It's just this drunk in this huge styrofoam cowboy hat, and he's talking about himself. Uh, but such was the welcome to the neighborhood. What'd you run into in terms of? Uh trouble in terms of people you had to control people you had to arrest yeah well there was i mean you you, you fight and you 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 walking i mean you're walking the the projects you're doing what they call vertical uh, patrols you go to the top you go to the roof uh at night you turn your hat around backwards so uh your cap device as it's called doesn't glint and um you know, sometimes there'll be pit bull fights up there. I start walk, walking down. I walk down from the, the whole 30th building. floor or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, 20, 20 or yeah. more. What do you encounter on the way down? Oh, sleeping bums. Uh, That's you, easy. Yeah, teenagers. You never know. Uh, people, rape victims, potential rapists, potential robbers. You chase mm -hmm. them out, you lock them up. But this is where where bad things happen in in the projects. Do you run into violence on the way down? The steps? Yeah, uh, most most people that are, I've what were trying to get away, but yeah, there's there's been a, a few a few scraps. We had uh, we at one point we had a uh, 
one of the serial rapists that we had, we had the guy going after 10-year-old girls and another guy going after... Uh, Grandmas. Yeah. I read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was... Uh, he was uh, he was a barrel of laughs. He was, uh, yeah. uh, you know, we responded to a call for him, but I was with my partner, and, you know, so I had him freeze the lobby, and I began, you know, circling to, to chase him. And then when we had another car uh, come to, to, to freeze it to, so we couldn't get out, there's no point in chasing somebody if, you know, there's a lot of holes you can get out of. And uh, as soon as we caught up to him, he starts looking at us and, and running, and he says, help, help. They don't, they don't identify themselves as police officers. It's like he's talking to an, a TV audience in uh -huh. his mind or playing to a jury that hasn't been impaneled yet. When it comes to strange patterns of rape, my mind goes back to my brief experience on the prison ward of Kings County Psychiatric Hospital. Ran into a guy there who um, was a Norwegian sailor. He was off... He was off his boat and arrested in a funeral home in Brooklyn raping a female corpse. Yep. And it turned out that he had sort of necrophilia as, if you want to make a psychiatric diagnosis, as his general pattern. Have you ever run across something like that? No, but it's covered on the same misdemeanor. You've sex, heard about it. Sex with dead bodies and with animals is, uh -huh. is a, is a uh, misdemeanor in New York State. So. Misdemeanor, yeah. which is minor misbehavior. Pretty, yeah, up to a year in jail. So, you know, sure is. dogs and dead people. Are, yeah. you know. Of course, the big deal on that first beat that you that you covered in the uh, housing project was drug dealing, right? Yeah, well, that's, you know, drugs and domestic violence are really uh -huh. what, what make crime and what make criminals. If you got rid of that, you could send probably two-thirds of the cops uh, home. And is that a fact? Yeah, yeah. Two-thirds of all the action is drugs and domestic violence. Or, you know, brought about by it. I mean, yeah. criminals you know, are having little criminal families, and they're having lots of little criminal kids. I mean, even in this bad, bad area, uh, I'd say about two-thirds of the people were, you know, hardworking and ordinary, trying to get by, the same as people are anywhere. Maybe a third of them were the ones that, that, that made it a ghetto, whether it's, you know... Yeah using the elevator as a toilet or, or you know, throwing the garbage out the window or selling drugs or mugging people. What about domestic violence? I knew a guy, a psychologist at City University in New York, Mort Bard, B-A-R-D, who was running a big program with cops, but this is about 20 years ago. He came on this program once, as a matter of fact. And uh, it was focused especially on domestic violence and what causes it and what the dynamics of it are and how a cop can best handle it. Uh, and he was uh, he used to say that that's the most dangerous situation for there cop. you know you 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 get a call because uh you know a guy's beating up his girlfriend when you get in you might have to force your way in there might be kids crying screaming and if you take the guy away if it's an assault if she's hurt or something mm -hmm. like that you don't know whether when you pull him out in cuffs for, forget about whether it's easy to get into cuffs whether she's going to thank you whether she's going to you know jump on your back and start yanking at uh, your throat mm -hmm. And maybe try to knife you. Oh, yeah. That's happened. Has it happened to you? I haven't been knifed. Well, a guy I worked with got, got, got slashed up pretty good. By the aggrieved woman whose man, yeah. Yeah. whose abusive yeah. man you were taking away. Yeah. Yeah. Do they give you courses at the, at the academy or later on on how to handle this sort of thing? Yeah, they, I mean, they do. Uh, it's actually pretty popular when they do them. They do the role plays uh, more and more, I think, in, in, um, yeah. in the police mm -hmm. academy and these sort of periodic refresher courses and, and most cops uh you know like them pretty good uh you know you're going through and 
you know, provided it's 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 realistic. And then and a lot of the cops who are acting, you know, they're sort of frustrated actors themselves. So they 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 tend to do a pretty good job in this.